Pulse95 Live with Abdul Karim and Aisha. Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah. Welcome back to the exclusive coverage of the Sharjah International Book Fair back in its 42nd edition. This is Pulse95 Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair. We're going to kick off our hour with a guest. Her name is Elizabeth Moore. She started as a journalist and then something happened and she decided to start writing books. I don't think she uh, strayed too far away from her articles. I think that as a journalist myself, I understand that. And welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. Very kind of you to have me. It's great to have you here. So, first off, how, where did, when did you discover your love for writing in general, whether it is journalistic writing or maybe um, writing uh, creatively and all that? Yeah, yeah. I've always, I've always written. Um, I wrote as a child, I wrote poetry, and then I started writing articles. I lived in France, so I started writing about food and wine. And little by little, I had more and more children. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, the children take up the same energy, I think, to a large extent as uh, writing. So I think you do the short form until you get enough time to do the, the long form as, as, as a woman, traditionally. So, um, yeah, no, I enjoyed, as soon as my youngest, my son was 18, then I started writing books. So I think they're probably more than coincidence now. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is that you were, you had your babies and you had the other type of baby, your writing babies, just waiting <laughs> exactly. to be born as <laughs> exactly. well. Exactly, yeah. And uh, what happened when you finally had the chance to start writing books? How did that start? Did you need somebody to push you a little bit or tell you, Elizabeth, it is time to pursue that dream or have that baby you've been hiding and keeping away for a while? <laughs> I had, I mean, I'd actively wanted to do it for a long time, but I, it's difficult because you don't define yourself as a writer because no one is seeing what you're writing. So um, I did, uh, I actually did a write a novel course at Faber um, and that just sitting at a table with a, a group of other people that don't know you, don't have any yeah, conceptions about who you are. Um, really helped because every week you have to bring something you wrote and a little by little you get some more confidence and uh, it's, it's a long thing writing a book mm -hmm. people think it's you write it you finish it you close it you, you hand it over there's a lot of rewrites and a lot of mm -hmm. um, the market is interesting now you know there's certain mm -hmm. demands within the market as well um, so I think it's complicated we live in a complicated time Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So moving on from writing about food and, and a little bit, bit of lifestyle as well, uh, why did you choose crime thrillers? Is this something that... Uh... Well, actually, it's a very good question whether I did choose crime thrillers. I think everything has to be in a genre now. Yeah. I think I write literary fiction. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> else thinks I write crime fiction. So uh, I, I, I think it's more... My books are a bit more complicated than the traditional sorry, the traditional mm. male kind of format yeah. of, you know, a lot of murder and a lot of killing. I speak at a lot of growing festivals, so mm. I'm usually sitting with some guys who've, you know, someone's used their shin bone, broken their own leg right. as a weapon, and I'm oh, like, wow. oh, that's not really what I write. So <laughs> wow. I tend to write about women's place in society, disconnection. Mm. There are always some murders, but it emanates more from psychological than it does from, True. you know, a lot of, a lot of, very big fights and things like that. I don't really do that. Mm, so I, I, it's more for me 
the why than the how. It's, I, I will have to understand why people do the thing. That's what fascinates me. Why do people behave the way that they behave? You know, what is the hierarchy and what is um, the motivation for, for behaving in a certain way? So that's that's what I write. Brilliant. And uh, the murders are slightly incidental to that. Yeah. I think you push anybody hard enough, they'll murder somebody. You know, that's my view. <laughs> so that's the secondary nature of it. So now if you can talk to us a little bit about the man on the middle floor. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Because what we do understand is it's kind of inspired from your upbringing as well because it is set in a, uh, in a very interesting neighborhood and then suddenly with people who are not knowing each other and they've come together because of an incident. Funny enough, this one isn't. My new book, yeah. that one is not my experience. But that, that uh, it's, it's, but it is my experience in another part of my life. We, right. we do property and it's about those houses that you see in London, mm. perhaps here. I don't know that's part of your society enough. Uh, where you have people living under the same roof but they don't know each other at all. True. And they don't have any contact. Really, They have their own front door and then there's a murder and it ties the three people together. And the protagonist in it, who's a young man, um, there's a protagonist, a policeman and a, and a woman. Mm. And um, they come together through... They don't realise they live under the same roof and gradually different things bring them, their lives intertwine. And um, that's, that's really how it works. But I see it a lot in London. I think disconnection... We all have it in different ways in our societies, I think. And disconnection is huge even in the UK. You, you have three million people living alone in one person households in London now mm-hmm. um, there's parental disconnection from their children you go into nurseries very early and tend to be brought up by somebody True. else you have all kinds of different you know different things between people that is changing you know and yeah. I think we have to sort of some some societies are galloping forward in some very strange directions and others are you know still living in a much more strictured way so i think it's it's difficult every different variety of that presents its own problems and people should be writing about it and it's quite hard to write about it at the moment because the political correctness that we have and then you have different you know uh, kind of boundaries on yours but it's everyone is at the end of the day human and once you start to talk to somebody from whatever culture, mm-hmm. you know, you find the common ground, I think, more quickly than anything else. So, Absolutely. Yeah. That, that is yeah. very, very much true. And what we notice, well, now that you also gave us a little bit of a sneak peek into your new book, The Making of a Sociopath, um, there are elements of psychology in it. In your Huge, first book, yeah. <laughs> it was that uh, there were two characters. One is somebody who's researching autism. Another is on somebody the spectrum, on the yeah. spectrum, yeah. and now a sociopath. Yeah. So <laughs> what is it about psychological um, issues and psychological um, well interest that interested you or where you wanted to include them or make them central to the plots of your book? Yeah. Well, I think it's because I think they're central to life. Mm-hmm. I think that people behave the way they behave it's hard to shake off your childhood. It's hard to shake off your conditioning. You know, that we have a saying, give me a child until he's eight and I'll give you the man. You know, it's, it's, um, it's that kind of how you start is very often how you carry on. And the, the, the things you pick up um, as a kid, I come from a long line of sociopaths. So <laughs> I know this. <laughs> uh, you know, the things you, you learn, say you come from a very 
difficult childhood. You know, mm -hmm. you learn to be wary. You learn to be able to analyze people. Mm -hmm. You look at people and try and work out who they are. And I think that's, uh, even when you meet people in social situations, I mean, I've been here a few days, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of writers and publishers in the hotel. And it's fascinating to see how different people approach each other in different ways. And some people are very open, some people are very mm. are very keen for you to know how important they are. Some people, it's just, uh, it's just and often the most important people don't care less whether you know they're important. They're much more subtle about it. Mm -hmm. So, exactly. yeah, I think sociopathy, psychopathy in, in the UK, I mean, I think something like 25% of CEOs are supposed yeah. to have some kind mm -hmm. of elements of mm -hmm. psychopathy. So, mm -hmm. it, it's interesting. It's not always a disadvantage, it, yeah. but uh, it's, it's not my favorite trait. It is absolutely interesting, especially with the big, uh, let's say, boom in both uh, crime content or thriller or mystery content, whether it's through podcasts or totally. yeah. um, documentaries as well. And um, they, they are everywhere and everybody is trying to understand that everybody has a new level of consciousness when it comes to uh, psychological issues, psychological traumas, and just yeah. have been more open to talk about it. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you, Elizabeth, because uh, the making of a sociopath that you just gave me... <laughs> Um, you, the prologue starts uh, with uh, you very intimately and descriptively talking about a peach. And I just <laughs> happen to have an allergy towards peaches. Oh, no. <laughs> and they're my favorite fruit as well. Oh, no. So um, I, I just I read that and I was like, goodness, now I want peaches, but I can't have them. <laughs> I'll tell you a terrible writer's secret about that. It didn't start with that originally. And then I started to really fret about it because there's there's so many prizes for the mm. best beginning of a book, best first mm -hmm. line and everything. Yeah, but it's very important when someone picks your book up that they're immediately engaged. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wish I thought about it for such a long time. And I thought, no, I need to put another paragraph on the front <laughs> about thinking about a peach because it's such a contrast to what's about to happen to her. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that, was, that was my main motivation. I'd like to touch on um, the the art of writing. And nowadays, especially with this new culture that you also mentioned yeah. and, and talking about the psychological issues, uh, people can offend anyone by saying anything these yeah. days. And I frequently do. Yeah. <laughs> I? I frequently so so do. how do you tread on these difficult waters? And, and, and what is the the thinking that goes behind it nowadays in terms of touching very, uh, very sensitive topics? Well, there is an awful lot of pre you know pre-decided stuff in the market at the moment right. and i am a big fighter against it mm. i mean uh the make the man on the middle floor for example um you know they wanted the, the central character not to be on the spectrum just to be a little odd the mother not to be mean and the man not to be misogynist and um i when there were none of those people left in the actual world i'll stop writing about them but you know you have to write about what you see and i am a big believer that a book is supposed to be there to show, to reflect, and mm. to challenge. And you can't be sanitizing literature because then what becomes the, the you know, exactly. what is the point of it? We have to learn lessons. I realize that there are boundaries. Of mm. course there are within everything, but you know, you have to just try to, to gently keep, keep mm. the doors open um, for expressing, you know, the human condition. Otherwise exactly. we're, we're lost. True. And I think mm. actually human beings progress by going along they meet a challenge, they overcome the challenge, and then they move on stronger. Makes we remove sense. all the challenges all the time. They, you know, we're going to go backwards very, very quickly, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So um, when it comes to the, 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 the general 
um, viewers and the uh, the attendees at the book fair. They turn up to the book signings. Speaking about those challenge, they don't see the challenge of going back and forth with the publishers and yeah. the editors. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? And, and you know, people, the new writers can get really offended if they face some form of criticism as well, <laughs> yes. especially a new generation. Yeah. So can, if you can elaborate a little bit more on how to overcome those challenges of going back and forth. Yeah, I think you need to, you know, you need to first of all write what it is you want to write. Yeah. And once you've written that, you know, of course you will be challenged, but it's so difficult because I mean, most people will just say, if I can only get an agent, if I can only get a yeah. publisher, that's <laughs> it. But that, sadly, that's the beginning, as you, you allude to, rather than the end. True. You know, you need to be a, traditionally a writer. I mean, even at Faber 100 years ago, people like John Wyndham, H.G. Wells, they would arrive on a Monday, be given their plot, and they would write that plot for the week because um, they knew they could write and the plot was sort of secondary. Now everything is so checked and overchecked. Um, it's very difficult to ask to tell someone how you can get enough profile to be able to get your decisions through a bank of opposition. Um, but I think it's very important that people mm. do. Um, you know, I'm very, I'm very aware that you need to try to build your profile. Is, is really awful but necessary you know through all the usual things Instagram mm. and trying to do a lot of you know TV interviews and things like that just because it just gives you a bit more clout um, when it comes to actually making a point mm-hmm. um, there's a big argument about it you know so you've got JK Rowling on the one side which you tweets and talks and um, is very anti-woke and very anti mm. a lot of things in our country mm. um, and then you've got people like Joanna Trollope who believe a writer should be completely silent and only speak through what they write mm-hmm. I think it's a bit disingenuous to believe you can do that these days because you just simply never get published I'd love mm. to be like Charles Dickens you know you could just send something out in a blue cover and just not have mm. any publicity around it mm. but everything is bestseller lists and um, you know who reviews it and everything mm. else so it's hard to do in isolation but then you've got self-publishing now mm-hmm. so you know in America that really is huge but then you've got a kind of backlash against that because if you're at a book fair for example um, they won't have you a lot of the time if you're a self-published author so I know friends of mine who sold 8 million books but they, they can't really they're not considered as proper writers which is weird um, so yeah it, it, I think there's a lot of change at the moment in publishing Makes but as, as it as goes for sensitivity I think you must write mm. what you want to write um, yeah. Absolutely. see what happens yeah. and um, this also this, since you brought it up about what makes something um, a book or is it a legitimate way of writing because for example from my generation millennials and uh, Abdul Karim is a millennial yep. as well <laughs> yep. um, I've I grew up on writing on the internet. I yeah. wrote on the internet and people yeah. published thousands and th- t- yeah. words of 12,000s of words of chapters and people had followers and yeah, yeah. they were anonymous. Nobody knows them. And some of them have been lucky and managed to get a book deal out of it. Yeah. And um, honestly, I'm, I'm a little bit optimistic in the sense that even though I agree with you, that is absolutely right, that it's the whole publisher versus the Look, writer in change. a way. It'll change. It, it is absolutely it's change. changing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree agree with you because it, it's a profit versus my passion totally. you want to be passionate totally. you want to bring a story to the table and then your publisher or the company might say yeah um how much is that going to cost me and how much am i going to gain this out is of it? your budget you've got exactly. six weeks for it yeah i mean it's it you know writing whatever anyone says is still a wonderful thing to do to mm-hmm. write a book have it in front of you and to have a hard copy of it, it, it that's that's i think it's it's the most 
sought after thing that people mm. want to do in their lives you know it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's fantastic but if you, you're going to do it trying to please the market trying to make money trying to do this you just want to be authentic and write mm -hmm. what it is that you have to say and after that do everything you can you know internet mm -hmm. publishers whatever to try to get it out there so basically yeah. write from your heart I think so mm -hmm. and your and your brain your brain as well your brain has to be engaged I <laughs> well, think. it definitely yeah. is I think mm -hmm. you know, coming up with those ideas and I'd like to ask uh, this question which I always like to ask a lot of authors <laughs> is you know we see uh, the books that have been published but there are a lot of scrapped ideas was there so many <laughs> was there any that you think gosh I really wish I could go back to it and complete it and, and focus mm -hmm. on that again I don't let go of many ideas okay um, I, I am terrible I mean anybody who knows me <laughs> will, to, will tell you I mean, I, I'm a bit like a Labrador I'm like yes and this and then I'm going to do that and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to yeah. do because I'm writing a book about this about this place at the moment so right. um, which is uh, I'm in the middle of at the moment and it's it's fascinating I want I want I think books can do lots of things but as well as informing they can make a, a bridge between you know sort of our culture your culture True. and try to explain at the end of the day it's the central character is a young boy and a young boy is a young boy wherever you are on the planet exactly. you know with the same dreams and the same aspirations the same desire to play football or whatever it happens to be and I think that's an interesting one so it's not really till halfway through the book that you realize where you are and I think that's a good thing because you it starts off in Aleppo and mm. you know they used to have they reported a massive yellow taxis like New York taxis a bit like you have mm. your buses here yeah and um, I think that's you know it's a very anonymous thing and then it, the story kind of goes from there but I think you know yes that was an idea that for ages I had and just could not get the time mm. or the kind of avenue to do because I don't write that kind of fiction normally mm. mine's so dark yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone yeah, they, someone died in this in my first book a kitten died right. and oh, the wow. amount of fuss there was about kitten yeah. dying I can't tell you much more than any of the people <laughs> just like, a lot of backlash <laughs> for sure really it really was yeah, but overall, uh, you know, as we conclude the discussions, um, uh, we would like to know about your plans here in Sharjah and your expectations from the book fair. Um, is this your first time that you've attended this? It's the first time I've been to the book fair. I yeah. know the region well. Mm. Um, I come a lot. I was here 10 days ago, so okay. completely independently of this. I love it here. It's it, it really interesting places. So I like contradictions. It's full of contradictions. It's full of mm. interesting um uh, contrasts I think and um, yeah it's, it's amazing I'm not really a Dubai uh, brunch and bling girl I'm much I'm very interested in I love this fantastic restaurant here called Ofali Brothers. Oh, yeah. That? Oh, oh, my goodness. gosh. One of my favorites. Yeah, one absolutely obsessed. <laughs> and, um, wow. you know, those little local places that you can mm -hmm, find. Mm -hmm. I just, that's interesting to me. Hatta, incredible. Mm -hmm. um, I like the other the other side that you can find if you look carefully. The culture, mm -hmm. the mosques are amazing. The, yeah, I mean, all of this, sorry, I could go on for Brilliant. 10 minutes. I, the love, funny, I love the place. The funny thing is, if you ask anybody who lives in this region, they tell you that this is actually what the majority is. And we yeah. just, there's just a yeah. perception of what the UAE is like Absolutely. outside in the Western media usually. Mm. And I have this conversation so many times yeah. with anybody in influence that I meet here. Like, mm -hmm. Try to push this, that, you know, you have such incredible culture here and such incredible history. You know, there's a lot of us that would come for that rather Brilliant. than, mm -hmm. you know, a beach day for... 
<laughs> I don't know, 5,000 dirham or whatever <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. And the people are terrifying at those things anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's all about trying to explore what absolutely, the UAE is absolutely. and uh, what Sharjah has. And speaking about exploring, what do you have in store for us right here at the Sharjah International Book Fair in terms of panel discussions, workshops, uh, so we can hype up our listeners? And uh, Yeah, no, I'm doing something on Sunday evening, which is the place of literature in society, well, the influence of literature in society. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm doing a couple more next week on writing uh, mysteries and uh, thrillers. So, yeah. So in, my, in my never-ending quest to shift myself from being a crime writer. Um, so, yes, well, hopefully... They're, they're, but it's an amazing setup. Beautiful. I mean, it really is so impressive. Mm. And the opening ceremony this morning was amazing. Um, it had to have his excellency here and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, amazing. We look, well, we look forward to your participation and, and hosting thank that workshop. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And yeah. it was a real pleasure to have you on air no, with us. Thank you so much for having me. Really kind. Yes. Elizabeth Moore, a crime writer, but not really a crime writer. <laughs> That's where we're going to go with that. <laughs> Yeah, go with that. Go with that. <laughs> Thank you for joining us right Such here on Pulse 95. We're going to be taking a quick break and coming up next, we've got another, well, no, again, not really a crime writer. Elizabeth Moore is not really a crime writer, but a thrill, thriller and mystery writer. He is Felix Francis. If you haven't heard of him, you have to look him up in the next break. Coming up next right here on Pulse 95. Pulse 95 Live with Abdul Karim and Aisha, live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah.